This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. You're listening to Keep Screaming, a horror podcast from two best friends dissecting slasher movies one by one. My name is Ryan Larson. And my name is B. McKenzie. Every two weeks, we will bring you a brand new episode where we dissect a slasher film from top to bottom. We will look at the movie as a whole, going over the story, the casting, music choices, go kill by kill, and then rank it on how well it succeeds as a slasher film. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ScreamingCast or by searching Keep Screaming. You can find me online at B-Not-B, that's B-E-E, not B-E-A, and Ryan at Ryan Larson. Welcome to our Chucky Minisode. This week, we are dissecting episode three, I Like to Be Hugged. Each week, we will be dissecting every episode of the Chucky show, going over the synopses, the kill list, and our usual dissection. As we mentioned, this is episode three. It aired on October 26th of 2021. Um, we have our director from episode two, Karen Nover, Dermot Downs, who is a uh, DC wheelhouse guy doing Arrow, The Flash, and Doom Patrol. And then, of course, we have back our uh, creator and writer, Don Mancini. And then also on top of this one, Harley Payton contributed to um, the script as well. And he did work with Channel Zero, um, which makes sense that he would be in it because Nick and Tosca and Don are friends and Nick is... A producer on the show. Mm-hmm. So it, is Channel Zero done? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what I did thought. Four seasons of Channel Zero, and then Antosca did that show on Netflix, Brandon Cherry Flavor. Mm-hmm. So that was like in Antlers. So those were like the two things he yeah. was working on, and now he'll probably do something else with Dawn. <laughs> probably it seems like they're buds. Um, we have our cast returning. Um, so we have. Zachary Arthur as Jake Wheeler, Jorgen uh, Arneson as Devin Evans, Olivia Allen Lynn as Lexi, um, Tio Briones as Junior, um, Brad Dorif playing Chucky, of course, um, uh, Lexa Doig as Brie Wheeler, Barbara Allen Woods playing um, the mayor, Michelle Cross. Uh, Michelle Theriot as Mr. Cross, or Michael um, as Mr. Cross, uh, Rochelle Cassius as Detective Evans, Karina Batrick as Carolyn Cross, Jana Peck as the principal, um, who we see, I think, for the first time in this episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, Travis Milne as Detective Peyton, Devin Sawa as Logan Wheeler, Avery Estevez as Oliver Hayden, Annie Briggs as Miss Fairchild. She comes back in this episode. Um, David Colesmith as young Charles Lee Ray. And then we are introduced to um, Chucky's parents. So we get uh, Marissa McIntyre as Elizabeth Ray and Andrew Butcher as Peter Ray. And then Christopher Cordell plays um, the intruder um, that pops up in the flashbacks. Right. Um, and in this episode, we have two killers. Yeah. Um, because we are continuing to dive into the childhood and um, 
life of Charles Lee Ray before his death. Um, and so Chucky is a killer, and then also the intruder is a killer in this episode as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... So there's our path to multiple kills. Yeah, and I do know, too, like, I think we're going to continue on this path of watching the rise of Charles Lee Ray, mm-hmm. uh, which will be interesting to see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. And it's, I was telling B while we were watching this, it's wild that 30 years later, we've had this character so long and lucky enough to have Dawn and people who care about this character that we're like being able to see the background of a character that has, has become part of the normal, like, you know, uh, horror culture. Um, and it's also just nice too, that like, the person who created it is the one building the backstory. Right. I'd be curious to know how much of this was like stuff that Don always had in his mind right. or stuff, you know, which I also think is totally valid for this character because I mean, we don't really need to, he's not driven by his backstory. Mm-hmm. So I'd also be curious if this was sort of like, no, I want to go there. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, I'd be interested to know. Yeah, because I really feel like if he wanted to, he could have been in the movies. And like, yeah. I wonder if it's like he's 30 years later. He's like, let's dive into that. You know, yeah. like it's in the town that Chucky's from. Like, right. let's really look at like his background and his organs. And um, no, and I, like I said, we're lucky because it's always interesting. And it's always hard when you have a character that's been around for so long. And then like you get people adding in their backstory that weren't part of the original backstory at all. Like it happens a lot. I'm a big comic book fan. It happens so much, obviously, in comics and a medium that exists for 70 years. Like, you have people, they call it retcons. It stands for rewriting continuity. And you have people constantly going back and changing backstories. And it gets, like, really hard to keep up. Like, what happened again? Um, Or you get things kind of like, you know, maybe even at the Halloween movies you look at that it's, like, things that, you know, John Carpenter never really intended for Lori to be right. Michael's sister. And like, yes, he was a part of Halloween too, and that's established, but that was like heavily influenced by the producers and stuff. It wasn't like a John decision. Mm-hmm. So like, there's things like that too. Yeah, yeah. Nightmare. I mean, famously. Oh, definitely I mean, Nightmare, yeah. West did Nightmare, and then he wasn't involved until... Yeah, he did script treatment on three, I think. Yeah. And then he So he had a yeah, slight involvement on three, and then he didn't come back until New Nightmare. Yeah. And so it's always interesting, too, because so much of Freddy's history is in all of five and yeah. s- or like four. Those five. later yeah. sequels. Yeah. Like yeah. Everything about his mom and everything. Mm-hmm. Or like you look at like Halloween 6, which is a very divisive movie where they try to introduce like this cult of Florin and everything. So it's always just interesting when you have people who have never had anything to do with the project. Writing the backstory of these characters. characters. So I love that Dawn gets to do this. Mm -hmm. Again, just, I know we've talked about it every mini so so far, but just the fact that Dawn gets to do this is so great. It is. Agreed. Um, Yeah, so when Jake is finally pushed over the edge by bullies, Chucky reminisces about his first murder as a human boy, urging Jake to now make a choice. Kill or be killed. And is he given that choice? Not really. Chucky's never really threaten him. That's true. It's almost like... Maybe they're saying he's going to get killed by the bullies. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's a... I guess it's what? like kill or suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Kill or be bullied, yeah. Um. So the episode starts, 
And um, Jake asks Chucky. So it's like a direct continuation of where the episode um, two left off. Jake is asking Chucky about his first kill. And you can kind of see like his budding curiosity. I mean, he just experienced like a really traumatic event. And this is exactly what our little predator Chucky needs. Uh He needs you know, Jake to be vulnerable and be pushed into this like thought process of, yeah, like that felt like shit. She's a bad person. You know what you need to do now. Um, and we start into a flashback and, you know, Chuck, it's such a weird feeling to like be so entertained by truly, uh, a, a megalomaniacal yeah sociopath. just yeah the ultimate like i think out of god any of the slashers just like the no ultimate one, crazy person yeah like it's like because <laughs> it's like when you think of like the, your classic slashers at least like they all have some sort of like michael kind of just murders who's in his way like yeah. he's in a he's on a path right? right and he murders who's in the way but like it's not like michael's like going out of his way to kill people like he murders who's in the way he does a little cat and mouse sometimes but like and same like jason kills everyone who stomps on his home turf you know sure yeah and then you know freddie's getting revenge for the people who murdered him mm-hmm. uh ghostface is always very personal um even leatherface it's like people stumble across mm-hmm. but like chucky's just like i kill for fun mm-hmm. like i go out of my way to kill people to kill you in the most fun diabolical way that i think is hilarious yeah and i'm gonna fucking roast you why do it yeah seriously yeah. it's like he took like yeah he has like he's like i'm freddy but i do this just for giggles yeah it's like this show i think is punctuating that more than it is anything like any movie ever did i think it's because we're spending so much continued time with him yeah because you watch a movie and like most of the time you're like oh yeah he's trying to get back in the bodies killing the bodies like or killing everyone whatever but now watching this it's like he's just like running around killing people yeah. just like for giggles like and he just i think uh, like props to brad Dorif too because he's just like he laughed in this episode in particular he laughed so, so much, much. Um, and it's like truly just a sign of like he laughs at like the situations where we're sitting there going, Oh my god, and he's just like, Ah and you're like, Yeah, this guy's a sociopath. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, yeah, he goes, Let me tell you about my first time. Yeah. And like I it's just so funny. It's just it's fucked up, but it's so funny. Yeah, the way they're the way they're able to do it in a way that doesn't seem morbid or like it doesn't make us feel fucked up for laughing at it is a good job, right? Because yeah. like, like normally if you were to like if you were to watch any real person do this and you're laughing, you're like like if I was sitting in a room we were watching like a documentary about right. a serial killer and someone started laughing, like I would be like, okay, what's, what's wrong like, with this person? Make a note of that friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do not be alone with them. Yeah. Um so this sets us up in like for some it is a weird storytelling convention. Yeah, like I don't get, love it. No, it's kind of weird. Like we just get intermittent flashbacks, and there's no rhyme or reason to them. They just kind of pop up when they ever they, they decide to. Um, I don't know if that was an editor thing or what, but uh, I think why I don't love it is because the episode sets you up like Chucky's gonna tell you about his first time and then all of a sudden he stops telling it's like he's sitting down with Jake but then we get Jake like going on about his day 
Mm-hmm. So it like kind of feels like, wait, what? You almost feel like you missed a part. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I'm like, wait, so are we done? And then it goes back to another flashback. And I'm like, but I didn't see who he killed. Like I thought I missed who his first kill was. Yeah. So it's just, a, it, it was a little wonky with how it was set up for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we get Jake, he goes back to school. Um, this is, you know, literally the day after Lexi pulls her awful Halloween prank. Um, Devin, you know, tells Jake that he is like, what she did is terrible. Um, and we don't know what he's quite up to yet. Um, but he's recording their conversation. Um, like I do definitely think Devin has feelings for him, but he's also like trying to do something for his little podcast. I think. Yeah. I think he's investigating the, the situation, the the murders. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to be like all true crime podcasty on his like class, all these dead bodies popping up around the wheelers. Yes. That's. Um, yeah. That's what's going on with that. And like Jake is acting really weird mm-hmm. to everybody because he's at this point going to kill Lexi himself. Yeah. And he's trying to throw blame off himself as much as possible because he like, so every time someone's like, that's really messed up. He's like, no, me and Lexi are cool. Yeah, like we're, we're good. We squashed it. It's okay. Cause like Devin brings it up. The teacher brings it up. She's like, I think we need to have a meeting. He's like, no, we're good. It's all good. Um, but he has like decided, you know, like Chucky has finally pushed him to the idea that he is going to take care of Lexi. Um, so he discovers that Chucky has like put a GPS uh, tracker on Jake's phone of like, basically he has like made it so Jake can see where Lexi is and like a GPS on. So he can sneak up on her. Yeah. And he realizes she's jogging alone. So he stalks into the woods and he's about to kill her when we realize it's his cousin Junior because they wear very similar clothing, clothing I guess. Um, and Junior is definitely like weirded out again by Jake, but like also like kind of asks like for Jake to forgive her. And Jake's like, no, we're cool. Like again, just like Jake being like very much like, no, we're cool. Um, and we get like this little flashback scene too of like why Junior has her phone. Or no, it's net, we find out next like he they swap phones on accident, um, and like he the junior does tell Lexi like he does not like what she did, um, and that she should apologize mm-hmm. to Jake, uh, because he's like that's you know his dad and my uncle and and she's just like what it's not a big deal, um, and he's like no I think you need to like forgive her to go apologize, um, and then yeah it's followed up by Caroline throwing the most massive tantrums like a nine-year-old or however old she is i mean she's like literally on the ground like cartoon tantrum like pounding fists yeah i mean they're alluding that she's like neurodivergent yes for sure um so you know with the like drawing with the like saw chucky for a few minutes and could draw him completely from memory and then she's sort of like throwing this tantrum that she does often and she needs like specific things for it. Um, so more backstory on the family and why, you know, the parents are obviously way more devoting to her. Um, and she tells Lexi that she wants Chucky and that's, that's what's going to make her happy. It's Chucky. And Caroline decide or Lexi decides that she will pretend to apologize to Jake and see if she can get Chucky from him. Yep. 
and it's just another instance of one second where you think Caroline's going to be a decent human, and then she's the worst. Well, right, and she's still, yeah, and she's still being a decent human in a way because she, although she, like, kind of, like, calls her sister names, like, she takes care of her. Right. And Oh, she definitely is, like, the caretaker of her yes. sister. Yeah. Um, and so they're definitely, like, she's doing something. Even though she's pretending to do it, you know she doesn't even want to fake apologize to Jake. Um, so it's interesting and, I think, great to have this character that you really don't like and is just continuing to be horrible to your protagonist but we can see that she's real mm-hmm. and um you know that there's a lot of layers to you know her and her life um which is really nice to see yeah and you know once it's revealed what she wants and jake at first is like i'm not gonna give you chucky because jake's trying to save her he's like he wants to kill you um but then, like, and she, you know, storms off basically name-calling him and telling him that she didn't mean anything she said. Jake makes his decision, like, basically he comes to terms, he's like, I can't do this, but Chucky can't. And I'm going to let him. And I'm going to let him. Yeah, so he's like, I see a way to make this work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so he decides to give the doll to them. Um, and then this is, we see more backstory here, too, because, like, it's implied that Caroline's never hugged anyone in her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, like, she's talking to Chucky's whispering to her, which, you know, to them it all looks like she's just talking to the doll. We all know Chucky's actually doing it. Um, but he, like, tells her to hug all of them. So, like, he, like, the family is kind of, like, in awe and also, like, I don't know, like, I think Chucky's, like, it's weird. He's, like, getting their buy-in. Yeah. On, like, the doll. They're like, we want to keep the doll around, essentially. Right. Because, I mean, he, in, like, a little voiceover, he even says, like, I always love being, like, behind an innocent face. Yeah. So he knows that the best way for him to get away with shit is to be hiding behind Caroline. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, it's exactly what it is. He's got to get in good so somebody doesn't freaking throw him in the trash can. Yep, exactly. Um, And, you know, Jake has, like, he's trying to come to terms with like his decision he goes to visit his parents grave to kind of like mull over he's basically complicit complicit in murder uh-huh. um and while this is happening <laughs> so lexi's parents have been a loaded gun yes exactly yeah um lex i was like he does and that's a metaphor <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, lexi's parents and the wheelers so jake's aunt and uncle have been called to a meeting again we get a little hint that the aunt is doing something shady because she's late like they're all waiting for her and she's like oh so sorry so sorry once again putting your phone away it's like what are you doing lady um but uh there's a meeting principal and mrs what's her name now uh miss fairchild and then um lexi's parents and the wheelers and like there's this whole you know like they're caught they're like we don't approve of bullying and the whole time like the mayor's like yeah me either like she's totally like yeah jake's bullying my child and then they reveal like what lexi did and it's kind of like oh shit the table has turned yeah um rude awakening and while this is happening the most hilarious situation (laughs) ever is occurring at lexi's house yeah so i guess the meeting with the 
that the school is long enough for her to have a party? Like, do they explain where they go afterwards? I think they're still there. Okay. Because, like, when they're showing them the video, she says something about, like, like, the teacher kind of implies, like, we need to have a long meeting. Like, we need to have a long discussion about Uh this. Um, So I think they're still there. So, yeah. Lexi decides to have, like, a silent disco at her house and just hook up in her, like, little McMansion and hook up all of these kids with, like, the same headphones. And they're just, you know, jamming out to, I don't know what they're listening to, but it's something that's getting them all in the zone. Oh, these 14-year-olds are drinking. They are grinding. They are having, they are wiling out. But also, like, they're just mostly dancing next to each other, like, solo. Oh, yeah. The only one is, like, Oliver is, like, grinding on... Lexi, because we're doing this whole like love triangle ish yeah, thing, yeah, to like, make jealous. Yeah, you're still actually interested in her, but it's so funny because like they'll keep showing like as things are developing, they'll keep like panning, and everybody's kind of just like single by themselves, like really getting into it, yeah, like I mean, not paying end, attention to like anybody. Fucking jamming. Yeah, it's it's almost like they're in the like hocus pocus trance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where like they just can't stop dancing and they just don't know what's going on. So listeners, if anyone that, out that there, music. is this a thing that happens with kids now? B and I obviously know what silent discos are. We're not that old. Yes. And like I've been to a couple. Um and like we were even saying and it comes up at the end of the episode, we don't like them because we're uncomfortable having our noise completely cut off. Mm-hmm. Um but also if you are out there and you have heard of kids actually having silent discos on their own. Like at their house. It does not seem feasible to me unless you're ludicrous rich because everyone has to have their own like wireless headset or you could share a playlist i guess and everyone brings their own headset like you could do that but like um if you've heard of this let me know because i thought it was preposterous i love i mean i love how ridiculous it is Uh because it's so silly of like we're doing this so that chucky can kill people and no one will hear him Uh and then we can light the house on fire Uh um which is, which is what happens. Which is so <laughs> absurd, but like not in a way where I'm like, this is dumb, where I'm like, this is hilarious. Yeah, like I'm not mad about it, no, but no, I, no. at all, but I do, it, it's more, yeah, like Rye saying, like a curiosity thing. Like, yeah, for is real, this like, does thing? this happen now? I like, mean, we're out of touch. We have not partied as teenagers in, oh, I don't know, 13 plus years now. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know if this is a thing young people do. I'm, I, I really don't. I, I mean, like, I don't think I'm, like, that out of edge, but, like, damn, if silent discos are actually happening, I'm kind of, like, I'm almost impressed more than anything. Uh-huh. Like, you guys organize that? Like, good job, because for us, it was bottle of Carlo Rossi, <laughs> beer pong, and, and a bonfire, and that was all you got. And then, yeah. like, someone's crappy, like, either someone's opened their car door and played the radio, uh-huh. like, or played their music, or, like, we were listening on, like, you know, how many nights did we forget to bring a speaker and it's iPhone and a fucking cup, cup which yeah. has never worked. No. But, um, yeah, I mean, good on them if they organize this. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, Chucky's really exactly where he wants to be now. Um, Junior and Lexi put... Caroline to sleep so they can party. They and Caroline makes Lexi sing her a song, and Lexi picks "Don't Fear the Reaper" um, out of every song. 
which again, I just like, I loved it. It was great. Like, I love that song. Great song. Um, the rendition's creepy, the way she's singing it to her. But also, I'm like, does this 14-year-old actually know No Fear the Reaper? Because her parents don't seem very, like, hip or into anything, actually. Like, I, it does not seem like <laughs> do, her dad do they listen is... listen to music? Yeah, like, her dad... They definitely seem like one of those families that would be, like, NPR on the radio or something, and they'd be like... Like, I doubt her mom or dad are listening to Blue Ice or Gold. Um, but I just thought it was, like, really funny and, like, on the nose of, like, Don't Fear the Reaper. I'm like, okay. Um, and then... Yeah, uh, Caroline can't sleep. She gets Lexi, and she's like, Chucky wants to, like, Chucky's gone. He said he wants to kill you. And she's like, why would you say that? And she's like, I didn't say that. Chucky said that. Uh, Caroline, and Lexi finally puts Caroline to sleep, and while this is happening, Chucky attacks who we, who he thinks is Lexi, but it's actually Oliver. Um, and I thought this bit was pretty funny, too, because he, like, apologizes at first, yeah, because he, like, stabs him in the leg, and Oliver, like, drops to the ground, and he's like, oh, like, I don't know exactly what he says, but he's like, oh, I'm sorry, like. You're not Lexi. Yeah, yeah. you're not Lexi, he's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, like, and he goes, oh, fuck it, yeah. Like, I'm gonna kill him, and then just starts stabbing him over and over, and this is where we get, like, Chucky on the top of, like, the balcony where the staircase is, just stabbing the shit out of Oliver, who's like screaming for help, and then all the kids just like dazed out of their mind, jamming, jamming, jamming to their blue oyster cult. I guess, yeah, whatever they were listening to. But seriously, Chucky saps this kid like 40 times. Yeah, it's so, ridiculous. So many times. Um, and that, yeah, so then Chucky does like Caroline, Lexi goes back, Caroline's asleep without Chucky. She goes, Caroline goes up, or Lexi goes up in this like room by herself. That like B was pointing out, she's like, I love the decorations in this house because this room is also like so bizarrely decorated. Like it seems yeah, so out of place. It's got this like Victorian wallpaper, but all red. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a room that you'd find in like it's like <laughs> one of those like roadside motels, like honeymoon suites. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a all... red velour. Bag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like. I... It looked like the bed was almost like on a platform. It's got these really, just really dramatic, really dramatic groups. And the house itself, like it, which I enjoy, it's not portrayed as this typical like mini McMansion. It, it's very like stylized, like mm-hmm. eclectic looking house. Like their kitchen is this like bright, bold green color like everything on like half of it uh and so yeah this room as soon as she she's in it and she's like smoking this joint by herself I'm like that she rolled by herself that she rolled by herself for sure and i'm like wow i mean that seems nice that's like a chill way to spend the night like i was like kind of jealous of her which yeah. is i mean i i was like it seemed the only thing to me i was like why did you invite all these people over she's probably just like if you just were gonna go smoke yeah, she's just taking a break. I guess, yeah. She, like danced out. Um, but she is. She notices Chucky's shoes under the curtain, and like it's cute little shoes. <laughs> yeah, they are adorable little shoes. And she goes to check on. Like she opens the curtain up, and like there's no one in the shoes. Chucky has used them as a pull. He sinks up behind her, jumps on her back, and he attacks her. And like basically is like she drops the joint, and he they have like a scuffle, and the house very quickly catches on fire. Well, there's definitely some sort of, like, supernatural element that comes into play. There's, like, a gush of wind. 
And I thought that was coming from Chucky. You think it's supernatural? Uh-huh. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I mean, it could be. We know Chucky does voodoo stuff. Yeah. It um, felt I thought it was like just like dramatic. magic. Oh, <laughs> I was like, is this just dramatic? Like, no, I thought it was magic. I mean, that was my first thought because like, it's like his energy was building and then there was this like whoosh. Interesting. And the joint caught the, um, I mean, maybe I missed something. Maybe like a window got opened when she like broke it and that was the gush of wind. Like maybe that's how they were trying to explain it. Um, so it was either... Because she does slam him into the window. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so, and then it, the way the camera's showing them, it's like towards like the bed and you can't see the window anymore, but there's a gush of wind and oh, then yeah. that's when that, like yeah, his yeah. hair starts blowing. So I guess maybe now that I like think back on the scene, it's probably they're explaining it by the window. In the moment, I was like, oh, it's like fucking voodoo. It's like his, like magic or whatever um but it's probably the wind from the window breaking and that wind ignited the curtain with the joint which wouldn't happen but it's okay but it's okay um yeah so we see like we see jake still at the gravesite we see charles lee ray's gravestone um which the his death day it's November 9th. It's November 9th. It's the day, well, it's tomorrow, the day we're recording. And it's also the day the movie debuted in 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so that's, I love that little attention to detail. And then also we see the kid, the house is lighting on fire. And the kid, None of the children notice. Um, There's like an explosion from the oh, fire. Oh, literally um, an explosion from the doorway. I'm like. I understand they're not hearing. You feel fire. Uh-huh. Like, you feel warmth uh-huh. when you walk into well, a house and the heat is on. Yeah. I'm like, these kids will definitely notice. But they're just explaining it away with the silent disco. I'm like, that's fine. That's Plot fine. device, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Chucky holds up the knife and he's like, this is for Jake, which I think is like, B and I were talking the last episode. It's like, like, I think Jake, I don't know what they're doing. It's like, it kind of feels like he is wants Jake to be a murderer with him or he has actually grown some sort of affection for Jake. Uh, or is he like, this is my protege? Like, this yeah. is going to be because his son doesn't want to. Or could he, yeah, his son has been mentioned. Or he yeah. could even be, it could even be like, I'm doing this to frame Jake so he can be set up for the, I mean, there's lots of There's lots of, yeah. yeah, there's lots of ways this could go. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting sort of to unpack him saying like, this is for Jake. Because, I mean, Chucky has no reasoning to kill for anybody but himself mm-hmm. no and it is kind of strange that he's taking this protective stance towards jake um yeah i don't know it's very interesting i feel like he did that a little bit in bride with the couple that they were with for a minute but it's almost like a lot of that i felt was like influenced by tiffany mm-hmm. because she was like loved in their love um and then we get the last flashback which is like how we end the episode um and we realize um, that Charles saw his father murdered by an intruder, like someone who broke into their house. Who's been murdering at his birthday party. They, they were all listening to the radio and yes, two had been yes. killed. There so, has been a violent yeah. crime spree yeah. in Hackensack. So this is established as someone who's been out breaking into homes, murdering people. And here he is. Yeah. Um, Charles witnesses him kill his father, stab him right in the chest. 
and then the, his mom grabs him and they go to hide in the closet um and the killer finds them and by the time he opens the closet charles has already killed his mother um he says did i help yeah he says yeah yeah he says did i help and the guy's like no, I remember that because it fucking shook me. Yeah, and the guy's like, you got, gut, you got guts, kid. And then he shows him how to wipe his prints clean off a weapon. Um, and then he just fucking leaves. The intruder just leaves. We see him walking down the street. Yeah. And then we hear Chucky laughing. Just laughing maniacally about his mother being dead yeah. that he killed with a pocket knife. Um, so this is definitely like our first full-fledged evidence that Chucky is just a maniacal sociopath. Yeah, it honestly makes me a little sick to my stomach to think about it. It's pretty terrible. Um, yeah, so like, it's very interesting to see. I hope we keep getting flashbacks because I want to see where they're going to go with this. Um, I think we're going to see like teen Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not like morally against it. I mean, we're covering slashers. I personally am uncomfortable seeing a child killing. <laughs> Yeah, um, I cool. don't cool love it. Can skip from like five yes, to like sixteen. <laughs> exactly. So I would love, just for my own personal preferences, to like be done with him at this age and like fast forward to like a teenager. Um, the whole like child being a killer like makes me a little like it feels icky. Yeah, it's a like little it. taboo. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's effective. It's terrifying and like that really solidified like I think why I I don't really want to see more of it because it makes it harder for me to have fun with Chucky. Yeah. And I think it's 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 been impactful, right? I don't think we need to see more. No. Because we've it that's, did its job. That's his mother. Yeah, exactly. We like it did its job. We can skip ahead a little bit. Huh. I wonder why the uh woman with the small child sleeping in the other room was not not comfortable with that scene not that my son would ever do that yeah but it's still like an unsettling thought like he'll be hugging me tomorrow and i'm gonna be like hmm i wonder wonder if that'll ever happen in me i just say the wrong thing i remember my mom watched this um made for lifetime movie about this kid who played D. (laughs) oh no no seriously like this kid who played D and like he gets obsessed with the game and like he thinks he's like leveling up in real life so he kills his parents like in the movie and like not even wait hold on was the movie real no okay it's like made for lifetime like oh okay it's not i thought it was yeah Yeah, okay okay it's like one it's like almost a satanic panic movie right because for a long time like magic gathering had all this bad connotation when actually it's like these are just like for super nerds like um but because of that movie I could not play Magic or Dungeons & Dragons growing up. Like, it was one of the weird rules my mom had, where she was like, no, you can't do it. Because that movie freaked her out. I mean, I get I get it. I get it. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, if you're if you're a mom and, like, you don't know, and, right. you're, like, you see this movie and it's telling you this thing, and, like, this is pre-internet, you know? Like, yeah. like man, my mom's not going to the library to research, like, does Dungeons & Dragons, um, you know? So she was... <laughs> Encourage like, you to kill your bears. Yeah, so she was like, you know what? Just to be safe, we're going to see... We're going to steer clear of the, of the Dungeons and & Dragons. And unluckily for her, she gave birth to a Three bunch of mega nerds. Yeah, I know. I mean... None of us played until much later. Which um, is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, his brother literally, like, tours. For magic. For yeah. magic. Like, yeah, my brother and his fiance 
flying around the U.S. to, to play, play magic tournaments, and my mom banned it from our household. We had to sneak it because we were nerds. We still played. We had to sneak it into our bedroom. That's so funny. like, and then we play. And she didn't. That's the thing. She didn't know what it was. She caught us numerous times playing it. And she's like, "What are you guys playing?" But like, we also played Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, cards. Yeah, so we're like, "Oh, card game." She's like, "Okay." It's <laughs> like cool. Mom. Um. Yeah. So our body counts the highest. I need to see that movie. Uh, I I will. Fi- I swear yeah. I'll find it. Um, I'll ask her about it. Uh, our body counts the highest it's been. Um, because we have two killers. Uh, two killers. So we three have deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, Chucky kills Oliver, but then our intruder kills Peter, and well, Chucky kills Oliver and his mom. Yeah. And um, and then the intruder kills his dad, Peter. Um, also nice to have just names for his parents, Elizabeth and Peter, just more backstory. Yeah. Obviously, our final girl slash boy is Jake. Also, technically Chucky. Yeah, <laughs> but in a weird in a weird way. I don't think you can be the final if you're the killer. If you're the killer, that's yeah, not how that works. Uh, have we seen a movie that's done that? That's all the boys love Mamie Lane. Sure. But I think we rate her as our killer, not our final girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, big trope in this is the familial flashback. Yeah. Um, which is a huge slasher trope. Yeah, using that to build on the kills that are happening. So, I mean, yeah, that's for sure gonna gonna play play a role in the uh, the rest of the show for sure. Right. Um. Yeah, and then a little bit. Too, I don't know. Don't do drugs. Yeah, and a little bit to like the dead parent. Like yeah. we see a lot in slashers. Um, with, with, so we see that like with Jake, um, yeah, but that like the, the flashback stuff is like really, really big on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know which one's not your favorite kill. So I'm going to guess it's probably Oliver. Although they're all a little hard to stop. Yeah. It's like you're either watching parents get murdered or a child. I know. They're all like, I mean, the Oliver kill so far has been the least graphic. Yeah. Like you can tell, you see the stabbing motion, you see like none of the blood. Like I think they understand they're killing a 14 year old still. So they have to, a 14 year old who looks 14. Right. Again, it's one of those things where if we were watching like, the OC, yeah. like it wouldn't be as a like it wouldn't hit you the same way because you're like that guy looks thirty. Yeah, that guy is thirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I feel a little icky about all these skills. Yeah. Um. Honestly, no, I so too. I don't think I'm gonna name any of them as my favorite. Mm-hmm. I um, the most impactful then. I th- yeah. I mean, I think the most impactful, the one that's gonna set us forward the most, is gonna be you know finding out that Chucky killed his mom. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see, um, where we go from there. Um, I think, I mean, I'll just say it now, like my little predictions going forward. Like, I think we're going to see more of this intruder. I I think we're going to see him like develop a relationship with, um, Chucky and, I think that's going to – I think now after watching this one that maybe Chucky's trying to replicate that relationship mm-hmm. with Jake. Yep. I, I agree. I think we'll see – I do think we'll see this killer show back up and, like, maybe we'll see a little bit of, like, where Chucky's coming – approaching Jake, like, where he's getting that, like, kind of um, 
approach like to come to him like maybe we're gonna see this <laughs> beast cat's just walking around and he's a interesting animal <laughs> um he's just like slinking around reaching on top of counters from the ground like he's very long when he stretches out he's a big cat yeah big um, kitty yeah but um no it's interesting and like it's i'm also i mean as far as like prediction stuff goes i i definitely don't think they're gonna kill lexi this early no. Um, she'll live. But, like, it'll be interesting to see. Well, yeah, they leave this this episode on the cliffhanger. Yeah. And, I mean, that is true. We didn't talk about that. So, I mean, we don't have very many instances of Chucky, people seeing Chucky and, and living. living. Other than Andy. That's what I'm saying. Besides, yeah. like, our final boy or girl, mm-hmm. if you see Chucky as Chucky, you either don't remember it or you don't survive right if you can hear that scratching noise b's cat is trying to get into the cupboard where his food is kept which you know like props to your cat he's pretty smart he's really smart the but thing it's is also a little annoying is he's bougie as f i've never had a cat before it's my first cat he has to have fresh food not like fresh as in like real food it's dry cat food but he only likes a little bit of time a little bit of the cat food at a time in his bowl. If you pour too much in the bowl and it sits in the bowl all day, he refuses to eat it and you have to start over. And then he'll claw. It sounds like my brother's cat so would only drink water from a dripping yeah, faucet. It's exactly like that. Yeah, and I'm like, I remember when he told me that, I was like, no, it's a cat. You leave water out long enough, it'll drink the water. I it mean, will s- die. <laughs> it will die. <laughs> Probably. If there's any cat that is so stubborn, or if there's any animal that's stubborn enough to spite you that way, it would be a cat. Like, 100%. I believe that. Um, yeah, so, no, B and I are excited about, like, the future of the show, see what happens. Um, I We, like we said, you know, it's not a spoiler because they announced it from the get-go. We know Andy and uh, Kyle are showing up. So, like, we're, we're going to see people interact with these kids who have gone through and... Which, now after watching the show, I don't know how. I mean, we know Andy's already showed up voice cameo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm having a really hard time, like, picturing them in this world. Watching this show, I don't even know how Tiffany's going to show up. And we know she's in it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it makes me really excited to see what they're going to do. Um, I would be, I think it would be cool to bring Andy and Kyle in as kind of these people of, like, it's almost like in Supernatural, with, like, Dean and Sham, Sam show up, and it's like, okay, well, you've seen the monster, so, like, let me introduce you to this world that, like, you didn't know existed. Right. Um, like, essentially, like, some, something like that. Um, but, yeah. So, we will be covering... So, episode four is the newest one. This is episode three. Um, so, we'll be covering episode four soon and keeping up on these minisodes until we get back to our regular scheduled programming. Um, yeah. So, we'll be back with episode four soon.